0: Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. It's Tuesday, January 2nd. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Missouri lawmakers head to Jefferson City tomorrow for the first day of the 2024 legislative session. A main question is how much will get done, especially during an election year. Moral of the story is if everybody puts their personality and their egos aside as much as possible on any given day, you know, then you're going to be able to accomplish some stuff. Coming up, St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg will explain what Democrats and Republicans want to accomplish by May. The St. Louis region must attract more people to avoid challenges over the next few decades. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports new estimates from the U.S. Census Bureau offer insights into the region's long-term population. There are two ways a region's population grows. You have more babies born than people die, or more people move in than move out. Immigration is a subsection of that second category, and most of the foreign-born population growth in the region is concentrated in West St. Louis County. St. Louis University demography and sociology professor Ness Sandoval says places like Maryland Heights, Chesterfield, and Town & Country are destinations.
1: Since the census has been providing the five-year estimates, we've seen a tremendous increase in the foreign-born population in these municipalities.
0: On the other hand, in the last 10 years, the city of St. Louis shed the most foreign-born people of any part of the metropolitan area. I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. A St. Louis University research team will use a $5 million National Science Foundation grant to develop software for people who are blind or visually impaired. Kevin Hollinger works with visually impaired students in the Francis Howell School District. He says students with disabilities could be left behind by advocates for increasingly popular online learning tools. They didn't think forward enough to figure out how the accessibility piece moves forward. It's really hard to figure out how to get kids graphics that they can interpret with their fingers. The SLU developed software will use vibration, speech to text, and other tools to translate visual materials for readers who are blind or have low vision It should be ready in a couple of years. South and central Illinois residents who rely on Ameren for gas and electricity may soon notice a change in their monthly bills. St. Louis Public Radio's Will Bauer reports Ameren Illinois customers can expect a drop in gas rates but an increase in electric bills. These rate changes followed two separate decisions from the Illinois Commerce Commission last year, both slashed rate hike requests from utility providers like Ameren. These decisions were seen as victories for consumer advocates like Sarah Moskowitz of the Citizens Utility Board.
1: In this decision, the commissioners basically said, you know, now may not be the time to be sinking millions and millions of dollars into a gas system that we within the next few decades may actually be moving away from.
0: According to Amron, gas rates will decrease on average $17 over the winter months. On the other hand, new electrical rates will go up on average $4 per month. I'm Will Bauer, St. Louis Public Radio. A national search is underway for the next director of the Illinois Department of Children and Family Services. Mark Smith held the job for four years. The agency has long struggled to hire enough staff and provide adequate care But Chief of Staff Jason Strokosh says consistently increasing funding levels are helping. It builds trust with the providers that if they build a program, if they hire staff, we're not going to yank funding away from them down the road. It takes that year-after-year commitment to them for them to begin to trust that the state is going to be there next year. The agency's budget has nearly doubled in the last five years. There is no timetable set to hire Smith's replacement. Illinois lawmakers are trying to improve the mental health of college students. Emily Hayes has more.
1: Since 2012, K-12 students in the state have been allowed to take five days off a year for mental health. Senator Dave Kaler says college students have asked for the excused absences too.
0: Especially if they're trying to work uh, part-time jobs and uh, and uh, you know make uh, uh, you know pay for their rent and, and pay for some of their books and and. Uh, and tuition, uh, and balancing that with taking a full-time load of 12 or 15 hours.
1: The Peoria Democrat introduced the bill in October and says he plans to pick it up in the spring. The next legislative session starts on January 16th. I'm Emily Hayes.
0: The St. Louis Battlehawks are part of a spring football league merger. The XFL and USFL have joined to form the United Football League. Executives say St. Louis will be part of that 18-UFL. The Battle Hawks led the XFL in attendance last year. UFL co-owner Denny Garcia described St. Louis as the most successful market in spring football while making that league announcement yesterday on ESPN. Missouri lawmakers convene tomorrow for the beginning of the 2024 legislative session. Some areas of policy for the Republican-led legislature include expanding child care access and making it more difficult to amend the state's constitution. But as St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports, how much gets done could be derailed by the looming election.
1: At the end of session in May, House Minority Leader Crystal Quaid offered her prediction for how she felt the 2024 session would go. The unfortunate reality, I will say, is next session we all know is an election year, right? And so if the Republicans couldn't function now, Lord, wait until they start running against each other for their Republican primaries. Now with session only a day away, Quaid, a Democrat who herself is running for governor, still believes the upcoming election will affect productivity. I think we're going to see that even more so this year just because of the sheer number of folks running. The last couple of sessions have been shaped by conflict not only between Democrats and Republicans, but also within the Republican Party itself. Senate President pro tem Caleb Rowden says while there are some leftover issues from last session, he believes lawmakers still want to get things done.
0: Moral of the story is if everybody puts their personality and their egos aside as much as possible on any given day, you know, then you're going to be able to accomplish some stuff.
1: One of the issues likely to again be at the forefront for Republicans is making it harder to amend Missouri's Constitution through ballot initiatives. Senator Denny Hoskins has filed legislation on the matter.
0: We get this um, mentality of, of, hey, we need to put everything in the Missouri Constitution, and I totally disagree with that. I I think that the Missouri Constitution should be uh, very limited and everything else should be in statute.
1: Efforts from Republicans to move forward on initiative petition reform will receive pushback from Democrats. Senate Minority Leader John Rizzo says Republicans want to control the issues.
0: It's about power, it's about control, and they don't want people to be able to do anything without having to uh, grovel at the foot of the Republican
1: Party. House Majority Leader John Patterson believes his colleagues want to limit voter-backed amendments. But defeats in states like Arkansas and Ohio create something to think about.
0: If you look at it, um, other states and what they've done, um, the chances of us passing a bill and then having it be approved by the people uh, seems pretty unlikely.
1: One area of policy that both parties want to see change in is in education. For Republicans, that could mean bills expanding charter schools and creating open enrollment. Senate floor leader Cindy O'Loughlin says education is a priority for her. I believe that until parents have the ability to choose where their children go, There's really not a strong incentive for the schools to, you know, try to improve. Democrats like Rizzo would like to see more money towards schools to combat low teacher pay and four-day school weeks.
0: The only thing that that we can do right now that, that would be more beneficial than anything would be to properly fund our schools.
1: As far as policies with existing bipartisan backing, child care is one of those policies. Senator Greg Razor, a Democrat, says it's something the legislature has to figure out. If we could fix the child care issue in this state, our economy is going to blossom and families are going to be better off. On the House side, Patterson says child care is one of the biggest issues people talk with him about.
0: Some of the statistics I've seen show that we lose about $1.3 billion because people can't work.
1: Beyond what the legislature wants to get done, there are two things it must get done. One is the annual responsibility of passing the budget. The second is passing the Federal Reimbursement Allowance, or FRA, which funds most of Missouri's share of Medicaid payments. It took a special session back in 2021 to pass the FRA due to disagreements over efforts to eliminate Medicaid payments to Planned Parenthood. O'Loughlin says she doubts it'll take a special session again. The total amount of money involved is about $4 billion. There's no way it doesn't get renewed. The legislative session will run until May. In Jefferson City, I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt.